It's Pigskin Dispatch Football Archaeology Tidbit Tuesday, and we have Timothy B. Brown joining us to talk about one of our former U.S. presidents and some great decisions that he made as a football player back in College of Michigan. We have more from Tim coming up on this in just a moment. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. Your host, Darren Hayes, is podcasting from America's North Shore to bring you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So as we come out of the tunnel of the Sports History Network, let's take the field and go no huddle through the portal of positive gridiron history with pigskindispatch.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey, it's Tuesday, and uh, we have Tim Brown. Uh, Tim, welcome to the Pig Pen. Hey, Darren, thank you much. Always, uh, I look forward to my to my Tuesday evenings and sharing football time with you. Yeah, it's a great time, and we have uh, you know a great story this evening to to share with everybody. This is one that's uh, you know it's almost a hundred years old, but it's really pertinent to to today's uh, social. Uh, environment that's going on around the world and it's also about a former president and i will let you uh set that up for you to to take hold then yeah so um you know this is one where i you know i guess the story is i kind of rag on the university of michigan um and it's not so much them specifically although this incident did involve them certainly um, there were lots of people at fault here, you know. Um, so this is it's just they're an example. Um, and you know, for a university that I think typically is you know reasonably stand up, you know, group of folks. But uh so the whole thing here is it's it's about you know standing up for one principle but not another. And um so it, this occurred in 1934 when Jerry Ford was a senior and he was the captain of, of Michigan's football team. Uh, you know, played center. And so, and they were national champs in 33 and 34. So, you know, this is, they were big time stuff. They enter the season though, and they lose to Michigan State, uh, which is not a good thing. And then they, and they didn't even score. They play the next week, they play Chicago, they lose and they don't score. Uh, So the third week of the season, they're playing Georgia Tech. And again, you know, at that, point there weren't a lot of intersectional games but you know this is one and so um but at the time georgia tech had a rule in place that they did not play games against teams that had black players and michigan had one black player and his name was willis ward uh who it turned out um was a good friend of 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 gerald ford so ford and ward were buddies and um, you know, and they were both starters uh, for the football team. And so there was going to be, there's controversy and that this happened all the time when Northern teams were going to play Southern teams and Southern, that borderline, you know, moved about a bit, you know, so Missouri was, you know, had, didn't, uh, didn't play, you know, teams, black players. And, and there were others, you know, Kansas. And, and so, uh, so as the, you know, as kind of the week progressed, it became apparent that Michigan was not going to play uh, Willis Ward. And so um, 
you know, Gerald Ford is looking at it saying, look, I'm the captain of this team and this is my teammate and he's a friend. If we're not going to play Willis Ward, then I'm not going to play either. So he goes into the, into the coach's office, um, Harry Kipke at the time, and he told him he was quitting the team. And it was because of that specific issue. Uh, so, you know, he leaves and everything and then kind of word gets around what's happening. And this Willis Ward basically asked Ford to go ahead and play. You know, he didn't want, um, you know, I mean, it, you know, it was a very noble gesture on his part, but he wanted, he didn't want the rest of his teammates um, to be hurt and Jerry Ford to be hurt because of this policy and, and the decision that the, the, the university administration made. Um, so anyways, um, it turns out then that they, you know, Ford plays and he was apparently rather fired up for the game and they, um, they beat Georgia tech nine to two. And it turned out to be Michigan's only win of the year. You know, they mm-hmm. lost the first two, they beat Georgia tech, then they lost the rest of their, uh, rest of the games their season. Um, so that's, you know, there's kind of that, but so the standing, you know, they didn't stand up for one principle. Um, and then there was a kind of a little bit later in the year, Michigan's athletic department learned that there was somebody out there who was like basically making bootleg programs. So they would, you know, use last week's program or whatever names and numbers of all the players. And, um, you know, they'd sell programs outside the stadium and Michigan didn't want to lose that money. So they, uh, notified these people that they were copywriting (laughs) the, the, uh, rosters and player numbers so that they could potentially, you know, go after them, you know, from a copyright infringement standpoint, which apparently, you know, led to them stopping selling programs. So, you know, so on the one hand, Hey, Michigan has the, had the right to do that certainly, but, you know, they're chasing this money-oriented issue and out of, well, po- somewhat out of principle, but uh, they didn't follow up on a more important principle earlier in the year. So it's just, you know, it's, it's an example of just people being kind of two-faced, saying one thing, doing another, you know, that kind of thing. And so, and, and the other side of it is, I mean, the broader theme is, you know, a lot of times we, people kind of, you know, if you're out of college and you've been working for a while and you've seen the world and you're one, you know, you have that kind of an attitude, it's easy to take this perspective that these, uh, these college, these idealistic college students are just, you know, kind of don't know what they, they're talking about. They haven't really been out there. And yet here's one where this college kid named Gerald Ford was far wiser than these administrators, uh, whether it was Fielding Yost, the, the AD or whomever it was at the time. Uh, he demonstrated a hell of a lot more wisdom than his supposed elders who were supposed to teach him something at the university. Hmm. So that's just a bit, you know. But another another thing that I take from that is, you know, you have here you have the, the only man that served as president that was not elected uh, some 40 years later, you know, or 40 years earlier, had the integrity as a, a teenager, probably, or early 20s to stand up for the rights of somebody else and you know make, make a you know a sacrifice himself to to do so and yeah. that's uh that gives me a, a whole new respect for for gerald ford not that i disrespected him before yeah. but yeah, yeah. You know, yeah that's uh that's quite a testament to, to his fortitude 
over his lifetime. So, yeah, and I think you know generally you know agree disagree with him from on political issues and things like that. I think most people felt you know he was a he's certainly an honorable man, right? And uh, he kind of played fair and square and all those kinds of things. And so you know this is just an early illustration, like you said, of him of him doing that. You know, basically is what, what was he, 21 or 22 or something like that at the time? Yeah, if we only had honest politicians like that in these days, it would be a better place. <laughs> yeah, don't go hoping for things you're never going to get. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Well, Tim, you know, that's a, that's one of your, your great tidbits from back in February. And uh, if you would, if you could share with the audience uh, where they too could learn your tidbits on a daily basis. Yeah, so... Um... You know, you can find me, I've got a website, uh, footballarchaeology.com. I use the same name on Twitter, not not the com part, just football archaeology. So, you know, if you want to follow me on, on either uh, either mechanism, do so. And uh, you can subscribe on football archaeology and that, you know, gets an email into your inbox every night. Um, and then, you know, I've got a couple books out there. If you like the kind of stuff I write about, then... Uh, you can find those on Amazon and most of the other, you know, major platforms. So, okay. And on Amazon, they want to search under your, your full name, Timothy P. Brown. To... Yeah. Timothy P. Brown or, or look for, you know, one of my book titles, like how football became football. And you'll, if you search for that, you'll, it'll pop up. That's the first thing that shows up. And I can uh, highly recommend, uh, you know, the, the books too, because they are some great pieces of work and you, you learn a lot from them as a, a football, a person interested in football history. So I recommend those. So Tim Brown, uh, thank you very much from footballarchaeology.com. And uh, we will talk to you again next Tuesday. Very good, sir. Look forward to it. Thanks. That's all the football history we have today, folks. Join us back tomorrow for more of your football history. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleat Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.